Previously on Imptab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. In the office of Jen the Calligrapher at Bossing Se University, the masked spirits learned that they don't have to fake Wei Young being <laughs> the son of the Earth King because he literally just is the son of the Earth King. And that threw some wrenches kind of into their plans, but also presented new opportunities. So they got back to the office, the hideout, not office, a hideout. Hideout sounds cooler. They got back to the hideout and did some plotting, some scheming. They invited Jenna over, told her all of the information, and asked her to leak the information to the press in coordination with the Masked Spirits, teaming up with Gecko Jr. to do a raid on Gecko Sr., and then, surprise, surprise, Hu Wei Young shows up with Young Yang, delivers it back to his father, and boom, we're all heroes. Right before they were about to send Jenna out to give that information, they ran into Tiguai the Immortal, or rather, Tiguai the Immortal ran into them because because he's waiting outside the shop. <laughs> and he once again reiterated that he thinks that the Earth King should probably get killed and uh, insinuated some stuff about Day. Okay. Uh, in any case, though, right as we left off, the Masked Spirits had just figured out what they wanted the job to be. We got the engagement roll all figured out, but we haven't rolled the engagement roll yet. So what's going to happen? What is the roll going to be? Let's find out here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. Oh, no. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fade, the Blades in Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. So, we, we've left on a pretty big cliffhanger. How's everybody doing? So stressing. I feel like Christian's probably already rolled the die just to get I the two have... weeks of tension out of his shoulders. <laughs> I haven't, because like, once I roll it, then I know what it is, and that's the worst. Oh, I thought maybe you would have rolled it two weeks ago and written it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good. I don't know about you guys. This will be fine. All of my dice have been sitting on the six for two weeks now, just charging. Charge those dice, kids. It either works or it doesn't work. The jury's still out. <laughs> it doesn't work. It works if you put them in a sunny window so they slightly melt and it unweights them. Well, <laughs> I know what I'm doing next weekend. Melt your <laughs> dice, kids. You heard it here first. That's why I only use my fancy stone obsidian dice that I got from the Avatar Legends Kickstarter. I use metal dice, so uh, if they melt, uh, my house is probably gone. <laughs> well, to relay the groundwork for this here engagement role, we decided that this is going to be a social job. Your social connection is Yang himself. And as we ran through all of the different pros and cons, pluses and minuses, I offered you some pretty big devil's bargains. And uh, two of those were accepted. So we're at three dice. Each of you is going to roll one die to see where we're at when the action starts. I'm trying to decide which one I want to use. I am an earthbender now. I'm going to use that. I rolled a one. Oh, come on. <laughs> I rolled a one. No. no. It's up to you, Christian. It's up to you, Christian. Oh, you better on. roll it. <laughs> Christian. No way, it triple one. It's not a triple it? one. Oh, thank goodness. It's a four. Partial. Which is, I mean, it's not a six, though, guys. We really needed a six. <laughs> okay, but how funny would one have been? <laughs> Uh, not funny. It would have been <laughs> monumentally upsetting. <laughs> funny to some, upsetting to others. That's just how life works. I would have laughed. <laughs> I can't believe 
You both got one? That's yeah. <laughs> well, you're in a risky position when the action starts, which I suppose is on brand. I was going to say, I mean, I just feel like the whole thing is risky. So, like, you know, valid. What's risky about this? Yeah, so you are approaching the headquarters of the Anti-Corruption Task Force, and surprise, there are guards absolutely everywhere. What? Just bristling with guards. Mm. It's like the Anti-Corruption Task Force has grown hair, and that hair is the guards. Mm. It's almost like one of their higher-ups recently suffered a home invasion. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Well... I guess we go in, huh? Yep, we're just going to walk in. Very, very bold. Uh, wait, very bold, I, guys. I am not going to reveal the baby what? yet. Like, I want to. I don't, I don't want to, like, walk up to the front door with the baby in hand, because I feel like we'll just get arrested. Well, if you are going to go up there just by yourselves, we're going to make this risky with limited effect. If you show that you have the baby, we'll make it risky with standard effect, possibly even great effect, because oh, they yeah. want the baby. Oh, I'm gonna, strike that then. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you and say we should definitely <laughs> have the baby out because that's what we're doing. Okay, I will hold the baby in my arms like a person holds a baby in their arms. <laughs> like a politician. <laughs> like a very good politician. I'm going to kiss the baby. Support the head. Support the head. Yeah. I have a story about holding babies for after this, by the way. Oh, Don't no. let me forget it. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Anyway, it's not bad. Um, so I guess we all just walk up. I'm, I'm going to hold the baby in my arms and say, um, it's imperative that we see Yang straight away. Can you take us to him? And when he says that, I specifically declared I was going in with a heavy load, I believe. Mm-hmm. I will, in that moment, drop enough to make myself go from heavy to light. Because I wanted to give the impression, I'd like, look, I had all this stuff on me. We just did this thing. I'm dropping it. I'm not bringing it in. I'm not being a scoundrel anymore. Oh, you're physically like knives and stuff are falling out of your robe. Like I'm not, I'm not like mechanically dropping it. I'm physically like setting down things and being like, we're here to deliver this. No shenanigans. So like, I want them to see that I'm dropping my load down to light. Okay. So we're going to have a roll probably from Wei Young. What skill do you think you want to be rolling for this? Consort. We just need to talk to Young. Yeah. <gasps> and I'll say that, Tonin, if you would like to, this could be an assist from you possibly if you want to mark one stress. Okay. I'll So I'll mark the stress and lose the, the load? Yes. All right. I will mark one stress to assist you so you can extra die. Thank you. Uh, risky standard effect. Cool. I got double sixes. <gasps> okay. Yeah! Okay. That brings it up to great effect. That is super. Okay, that makes up for your two ones later. I will. (laughs) The balance has been met. Yeah. (laughs) So you step forward, make this declaration, and the guards, like, they, as you appeared, as you first made yourself known, they all pulled spears on you. And now they're all just kind of looking at each other like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? And there's one particular guard who's like, uh, I'll go talk to Yang real quick. Stay right there. <laughs> and he goes running into the building. From out here, you hear screaming coming from inside the building, just people shouting like at the top of their lungs. And after a while, you hear like bangs and crashes coming from inside. And there's a little bit of silence. And the door opens slowly and Yang comes walking out uh, very stoically. He's got his arms crossed behind his back. And you can see that there's like one little lock of his perfect hair has fallen out of alignment over his forehead. (laughs) As he steps forward, he's got uh, kind of a the manic look in his eye of somebody who's been surviving on nothing but Red Bulls for the past week. (laughs) Um, I will step forward if it's okay. I'm a pretty good talker. All right. What do you got? Uh, Oh, what's his title? 
like commissioner, Master Yong. Huh? I'm not entirely sure we gave him a title. Uh, his title will be general. Why not? All right, I'll step forward. General Yong, you don't know us. We have been working in the shadows on your behalf, but the time has come for us to step into the light and join you. We have just carried out a raid on Gecko Senior, and we are here to return your child from the clutches of that vile putrescence. Ooh, good words. <laughs> right. you, you hear people from in the crowd of guards like, oh, good words, good words. <laughs> Let's see. I figured that a clock is probably worthwhile at this point. Uh, this is kind of a social encounter, as it were. I'm going to make an eight clock, I think. This is going to be to just persuade the people that you are on the up and up, that you're on their side. Okay. <laughs> so we got the great effect from that first roll from Wei Young. That's going to be three ticks on this eight clock. Hot dog. And now, Tonin, what would you like to roll? Um, I would like to continue speaking before I roll so that I can change what I roll. <laughs> okay. And I would like to do a flashback. Okay. Ooh, because that's how this game works. Give us that <laughs> narrative time jump. So before we got here, as we were planning the coup, one of the things I did is I did some meditation and I have already developed a bit of a rapport with some of the spirits. I'm sure Day is on the other side, you know, saying you should help these guys out. But I said, I'm going to signal and I would like ghosts or spirits to appear in a friendly manner to show their support. That was my flashback. So I don't know how much that's going to cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is definitely complicating the situation. We're probably going to end up with a tune roll from you, I would imagine, yes. to use your special ability. Yes, I'm going to use Compel. Yeah, let's go ahead then. Let's make this a two-stress flashback. And now let's have you roll to Compel with a tune. Um, could I use my Foresight ability to assist him? Yeah, look at you. Oh, look at us. Your, your altruistic ability to help <laughs> other people. We learned how to play the game finally. <laughs> so it says I have to tell you how I prepared for this. So... During that time when you said you were going to go talk to the spirits, I'm going to have said that I taught you some of the meditation stuff that Day taught me that helps you better get in sync with what's going on around you. I like it. So I get to roll four dice? Looks like it. Okay. Um, so as I continue speaking, I say, we have been helping from the background. As I'm sure you are no doubt aware, there have been an infestation of negative spirits. A sickly green light has tented this city for too long. We have been working with other spirits to bring the balance back. We are the masked spirits you have heard of. And that's the cue, so I'm going to roll to see if the spirits listen. All right. We're going to make this risky, and you've already made a decent approach, so we're going to make it standard. That's one six. Two ones, a five, and a six. <laughs> okay, one six. That is two more ticks on the clock here. We're currently at five out of eight. At the appearance of all of these spirits, there is initially quite a bit of a hubbub among the people, but then they realize, oh, these aren't the nasty eye spirits. These are the okay spirits who've been fighting the nasty eye spirits. And you hear just a lot of murmuring in the crowd of guards as you can feel just the general sentiment uh, kind of moving in your favor. But Yang kind of holds out one of his hands and says to you, 
I would like to speak with you in private for a moment about this situation. Step forward, step forward with my boy, please. Step forward with my boy. Oh yeah, we should definitely give the kid back. I'll hand I'll <laughs> hand the boy off to Young gently. Yes, he takes the child in his arms, says, pardon me for a moment, and then walks back inside the doors close, and you hear loud sobs of joy coming from <laughs> inside for a moment before, uh, after a while, the door opens back up and says, uh, come into my office. We're going to bring do, 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 four guards for each of you just to be safe. Okay. Four guards each? <laughs> yeah, so 12 <laughs> guards just congregate around here. How big is that guy's office? Uh, it's a it's a big office. What, what are you implying? It's a, it's a cool big office. He's general. That's, He's a general. You're a government <laughs> official. You should have a small office. That's... <laughs> Whatever, whatever. It's it's fine. All right. And so he leads you into his office, and it's not quite as cool and quite as big as maybe he implied. Uh, I mean, there are currently 16 people in this office. Mm -hmm. So you three are seated in chairs, kind of like right up against Yang's desk, and you're just absolutely clustered in from all side by guards who are all just at the ready drop of a hat to, you know, if stuff starts going weird. Uh, just hop on you, and Yang is sitting behind his desk saying, So, you have been working behind the scenes, you say, to assist the anti-corruption task force. Please, uh, do elucidate. And you can see, like, on the corner of his desk, underneath some other, there's, like, battle maps and tactics and stuff, but there is a stack of Bossing Say Times newspapers, and you can tell that he's been hearing the headlines and reading through the news. Then the first thing I do is I reach forward and I leaf through some of the papers and I hold up the one that talks about how it was discovered that Nelio the gardener was secretly poisoning orphans with spirit moss. Oh no. This was one of the first things we took care of for you. This is our clip show episode. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> okay, all we have left is a bottle episode and we're, we're, yeah, we're set. <laughs> we're good. Well, what about the beach episode? We eventually got that for 10,000 things, but... We gotta have a beach episode. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but yeah, I will, that's the first one. And then I guess I just kind of will leaf through and go through each one without, you know, boring everyone. But I will break down how each and every one of our jobs was somehow beneficial to the city or the residents. All right. What would you like to roll for that? <sighs> Man, the face of our party is really facing of the party right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to roll sway. Feels like that's the most appropriate thing. Sounds good to me. I will say specifically we had we we planted some great stuff in the newspapers over the past so if he's looking at those newspapers i should have a very good pool to pull from strong starting point yeah i think that's probably going to make this controlled you already have had two very good roles thus far and we know that he already is kind of like dipping his nose into what you guys are doing all right then i'll just roll the two dice and hope for the best okay controlled standard four and a six nice boy howdy you are my new favorite die. I am keeping you to the side. You have rolled two sixes now. <laughs> All right. That is two more ticks on the clock. So that leaves us at just one left out of eight before Yang is on your side. All right, Seaway, push us over the edge. <laughs> I just punch things. I don't know how to punch my way into convincing someone important that we're good guys. No, I'm going to I'm gonna elbow Wei Young. I want him to push us over the edge so he gets that kingly look. How's Young looking right now? Like, I've got the tremor sense. Is he... Where is he? He is uh, a wreck of emotions right now. 
you can actually see, like, you recently have experienced what it is to be eyebrowless. You can see that his eyebrows are kind of painted on currently, actually. <laughs> Seems that maybe there's been some contention going on back at the home. Uh, he He's just super on edge. Like, obviously, he's relieved to have his child back, but you almost get, like, the vibe of a person going, you know, my entire life, everybody told me this was the job that I wanted. Here I am. Where'd that lead me? He He's just emotionally all over the place right now. I'm going to, because um, we're sitting down in chairs across the desk from him, I'm going to kind of like lean forward, arms resting on my knees, kind of doing that fist in front of me and rest my head on my fist. And I'm going to say, Young, I understand this has been a stressful time and that you're in a particularly difficult position. You have to understand we love this city, perhaps more than even you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> We've been like, doing... I've been having a hard time, but bossing say is my, my blood, it's my life and my soul. Go bears! <laughs> Go I recently bears. found out that the kingdom is literally in my blood. My father, apparently, is the Earth King. I just want this place to be better. I want this place to be good. I've been trying to do it from the shadows, but now that I know who I am, I know I cannot do that anymore. So I'm asking you, Young. Will you please let us work with you? Let us save this town together. Mm, that's, that's a good argument. I think we're going to make that controlled as well. That's a that's a good argument. What would you like to roll for that? Consort. Okay, controlled standard. Get ready for a double one, baby. Here it is. If you get it, no, if you get a double one, I'm going <sighs> to. It's a failure, though. It's a one and a three. Okay. Can I push myself and throw another one in the pile? Sure. Two stress. Deal. I gotta say, you're switching from Devil's Bargains to push yourselves throughout the campaign is really like symbolic of your character's growth. <laughs> it's it's the biggest like example that I can point out. Do you want to know something crazy? I actually planned that. <gasps> hey, that's a four. Hey, there we go. Partial, partial success. success. <laughs> One final tick on the persuade clock, and Yang looks at you and says, "I see." A man changed before me. You too have suffered the vicissitudes of life. You have been tossed upon the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, as it were. <laughs> and he leans in and he also does the hand over fist, chin on hands sort of thing, like the, the cool school counselor sort of vibe. And he's like, I would love to put you in a good position to move forward with your father in making this city the best it can be, but... I think you're not going to be working with me. I, I think I need to step down as the general of the anti-corruption task force. It's been a time. Oh. Completely understandable, what? Young. I only ask <laughs> that you stay with us throughout the transition period. I, I can do that, but once we're done, we're going to be working with General Tso. He's a great man. Stop. Have you had his chicken? It's incredible. Evan, Evan, I've been wanting to do this the entire campaign. Don't <laughs> deny me this. Don't take this from him. We have Alfred Pennyworth in this campaign. We can have General Tso in this campaign. Uh, Day Coinworth, all right? We can't talk about proprietary characters. <laughs> yeah, we don't want Batman suing us. He's very litigious. I'm going to uh, stand up and extend my hand out to uh, Young in the hopes that he shakes it. And he does. I don't know what happens next. Um, <laughs> we leave? Like, I didn't think we'd get this far. I didn't think we would either. This is, I think, the first job we've had where it actually went well with no complication. You guys have just rolled really, really well the entire time. <laughs> we've had a few jobs that went really well. 
unfair. There's been nothing for me to punch. Is there any way I can punch to help this oper operation? <laughs> it, it is weird. This is like, we were on such a huge cliffhanger at the end of last episode, and now here we are. Like, you guys are just allies with the anti-corruption task force. I mean, that was what, 20 minutes in and out? Yeah. <laughs> Simple adventure, 20 minutes in and out, except it actually works. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now we just have to go. Did that really work? I'm starting to think this system works better with traditional heists. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to go overthrow the Earth King now. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, we should be smart about this. This is this is the big one. This is the doozy. So Second biggest one. We still got to fight Hataru. Oh, my gosh. Well, that comes once we have the armies on our side, I think. We'll have Seaway train them to fight ghosts and punch them in the face. All right. <laughs> so next step is depose the Earth King then, it sounds like? That's all. I guess. I mean, you know, small potatoes. Or sorry, cabbages. Small cabbages. Small potato cabbages. But yeah, as you're, I will say this, as you're walking outside of the Anti-Corruption Task Force headquarters, there's reporters there. Perfect. This is what we wanted. I will walk up to the reporters with the boys in tow. And I'll say, I am Hu Wei Young. I've been gone, trying to save this town from the shadows, but it's time I step into the light. I am here to help the people. I am here to help the Earth Kingdom. Everything's going to be okay because of me and the mass spirits. And I'll gesture to my friends next to me. Uh, Doctor Who, what do you have to say to the fact that you now just announced that you have been working with the Dao Fei gang for the past several months? What could I possibly say that hasn't been said already? I'm here to help. I've been working in the shadows, but no more can that do what I need to do. If a Daofei is what needs to happen, then a Daofei is what needs to happen. But when I'm done, there'll be no more Daofeis. Oh. Hey, yo. Mm. What a move. I might upset some allies, honestly. Nah, they, they, know, they know our plan to insert them in the government. <laughs> they know your plan to insert them in the government. That's true. You could absolutely do something else. But maybe don't. <laughs> this feels like an opportunity to have a role to make some narrative changes to the world around you. What would you like to roll for this? You know, I'm not lying. I, I, everything I said is the truth. How politician of you. But I'm also trying to convince people. Um, <laughs> I don't want to roll sway, but I think I have to roll sway. All right. Um, can I help? Please help. I rolled a two. Please help. <laughs> I would like to, as he says this, I would like to bow to one knee and kind of elbow Seaway to do the same. Fine. So I will mark a stress to, because the tabloids have already been talking about the, I mean, we, we leaked it. We, we gave them the proof that he is the Earth King's son. So I will bow to give credence to his words. A sketch artist shows up and just immediately starts sketching the scene of you two <laughs> bowing to way down. Just rapid fire. <laughs> I'm secretly judging his art skills from <laughs> kneeling down. I'm going to roll for the sketch artist. That's a four and a five. He's decent. That's pretty good. All right. So do I get another die? Because I desperately need that. Yeah, go ahead and roll another die. Awesome. Oh, please be higher than three. Five. Five. Hey, okay. Partial success. So you hear some of these reporters, they're like kind of muttering as they're writing notes down for what they're going to put in the papers later. And you hear some of them are like, Earth King's son promises removal of Daofei threat in Earth Kingdom. That's awesome, OMG. You hear some other people being all like, Earth King's son says the ends justify the means. Can we trust that? <laughs> you can totally <laughs> trust me. Oh no. So we're getting some uh, split opinions from the reporters here. You know, some they're just trying to get whatever angle they can and you've given them some juicy stuff. Uh, some reporters are just wanting to rick muck a little bit more. So be it. 
But yeah, you have made your appearance. Well, shoot, how do you want to depose the Earth King at this point? That sounds like a how do you want to do this? <laughs> yes. How do you want to depose the Earth King? You know what? What time of day is it? Uh, I guess, yeah, that partially depends on like what time would you have scheduled the raid on Gecko Senior's place and subsequently like everything kind of works from there. You know, it's the classic. I think it's the classic. We attack at daylight. We, ca- we attack at dawn. So it's early morning still. Yeah. Let's go now. I mean... Here's, here's what I propose. Okay, let's hear it. We're still in front of the anti-corruption task force headquarters. I think we go back in, get all them, say, hey, we're getting this sorted now. There's no time to wait, right? We're going to start marching through the streets and gathering a crowd as we go. We're going to the front door. And why would why would they let us attack the Earth King? Because <laughs> this, this system, this setup, this guy is not working. We need a stronger hand. There there is chaos in the streets now. Like, it is happening as we speak. Something needs to happen, and it's not going to happen with the current setup. Seaway starts marching forward, singing, Can you hear the people singing (laughs) the songs of angry? Can we get a drum line? Where do we find a drum line in Bossing City? So you're trying to start not just a coup, but a full-on rebellion. Revolution, not a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we should do that. Oh no! March on. I don't think we should do that. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know how I pictured this going down because now we're so public. But I thought it would be more of a heist type situation, since that's what this game's all about. But I don't really know how you heist an Earth King out of power. Yeah. My thought is a flashback that may cost a lot of stress. All right. I have established in the past that I have been able to get into the upper ring and into the Earth Kingdom palace even to sketch faces, gather information, and the likes. I would like to do a flashback to one point where I, in fact, was in the room with the Earth King and overheard him just being tired of all the responsibility. He just wants to run away and join the circus with his pet bear. Okay. <laughs> the natural end states of every Earth King. Yeah, it's a natural instinct. Once you become Earth King for long enough, this this little seed is planted in the back of your head. You have to leave with your bear. No, 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 no. But not that specifically. But basically, the weight of rulership and his own self-awareness that he is ineffective. He doesn't want to be Earth King, but he is. And he doesn't really see a way out of it. Because he still loves the Earth Kingdom, but... So he can't just walk away, but he can't, you know, he's stuck. So our flashback is to plant literal character-changing remorse into the heart of the Earth King. Thing is, as far as I know, Earth King has not been introduced, established, or any... We, we, I'm sure you have, you know, some idea of who he is, but we have no idea who he is, so... He's Richard Nixon. He's not a crook. <laughs> okay, well, that that's, that's my, like I said, I mean, that'll probably take me out with the amount of stress that would cost, but... You're going to traumatize yourself for a flashback? I don't know. You know what? Let's hear your idea. It's probably better than mine at this point. <laughs> well, we're still in front of all these news people, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to issue a choice to the Earth King. You have one week to step down from your position and allow me to take power. If you don't, we will come and take power ourselves. Oh. For the good of the kingdom. And then I'm like, ah, right, you know. 
I will cheer for that. I mean, it's terrifying, but I'll cheer for it. Christian's on board. Evan is staring wide-eyed. Why don't we just, like, set up the public perception that you should be next in line to the throne and then just do a sneaky dead-of-night assassination on the king? There's no should. I am. And also, people like you more if they choose you, you know? Well, they would still, once there's a power vacuum, who's going to naturally be the one people turn to than the one that's been in the newspapers for the last week as being the heir to the throne? (sighs) Seaway does have the best argument, in my opinion. Here's an argument for you. I really want to do it this way. (laughs) All right? How's that? How's that hit you? It's pretty good. It's pretty good argument. (laughs) Should we take a vote? Okay. I feel like we're at a voting place here. Isn't that vote just Christian? (laughs) I think Ned has a say here. I think my say would basically come down to, depending on which job you want to do, I would be setting the stakes of like how difficult the engagement role would be essentially. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm sorry, Evan. I'm intrigued by whose boldness here. I want to see how it goes. If I die at the end, I'm going to be pretty sad, but wouldn't be my first character that died. (laughs) Okay, so let's uh, look down a couple potential options. I feel like we're at the precipice either way. Like, whichever option we choose, we're basically deciding either we're going to assassinate him in quiet or we're going to start a revolution. So, like, I think we're at the engagement role at this point. Oh, this is the engagement role? If you guys want to start this, it's, then... It's started. Well, let me just say, this is the coup. And I, if I recall, we didn't use our planning the coup role, did we? I don't believe so. You did not. You still have four dice. We have four dice sitting at our in our pot right now. So we start with one die for sheer luck. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Now, either way, the operation is particularly bold and daring. Yes. Correct. Yes, it is. That puts us at two. Is the operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? I feel like inciting a revolution is maybe a bit more complex than doing a sneaky assassination. That feels fair. Yeah. So that puts us at two for assassination, one for starting a revolution. Does the plan's detail. So if it is an assassination, that's probably going to be a stealth mission, I would imagine. And we would need a point of infiltration. If it's going to be inciting a revolution, that would probably be a social operation and we would need a social connection. Or assault. I was thinking assault, yeah. Or bravos. Assault, the point of attack. Let's kick the doors down. (laughs) Okay, so basically either we are trying to kick in straight through the doors of the palace or we're trying to find a sneaky, vulnerable way to get into the palace. Oh, man. We're bravos. Front door. Let's let's break the walls down. All right. I did... Didn't I weaken the front gate as part of our preparation? <laughs> uh, you tore down part of the monorail. Oh, yeah, it was the monorail. I, okay. You made Kitchy's Day way better. But Oh, but the reason was because then it diverted so the front gate would be less guarded. Yes. But now we probably, it's probably going to be pretty guarded now because you just publicly threatened the Earth King. I didn't threaten. I gave him a choice. <laughs> All right. So does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? If you're doing an assault, definitely not. The front gate is the most guarded point. If you're trying to find a specific place that is not vulnerable or guarded, then yeah, that does expose a vulnerability. So it would be currently three dice for assassination, one die for revolution. Next, is the target strongest against this approach or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? If it is the front gate, yes. If it's an unguarded place, no. That brings us to three for assassination, zero for starting a revolution. (laughs) Can any friends or contacts provide aid or insight for the operation? 
I mean, Jenna's always good in a pinch. She's in jail. Well, there, there's also an assassin who very much wants to help us out, but not do it himself. That's true. The assassin is not going to help you with the assault plan. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> so that brings us to four for assassination, zero for revolution. Um, are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Definitely yes if you try to assault. You guys, you know, we're going through this engagement role. We're forgetting the optics here. If I say, hey, get out of there or I'm going to take charge, <laughs> and then a couple days later he's just conveniently dead, that's going to raise some questions. Well, what if you don't say that? What if instead you just say... I already say, said it. It's been done. Well, I thought we were in kind of a wish-washy planning phase of like, we could do this or we could do this. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was one of those intrusive thoughts we talked about. Yeah. No, that wasn't intrusive for me. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, if you just say... I proclaim myself as the next heir in the throne, and then he dies. Sure, that's a little fishy, but, you know, he wasn't great anyway, so who cares? In any case, <laughs> the king is going to be defending against this either way. The king is going to be interfering, so we're at four for assassination, zero for revolution. Any other elements you want to consider, tier location, etc. So you guys are tier two. The king's circle is tier six. That gives them a four tier raise over you guys, bringing us to zero for assassination, negative four uh, for assault. That's not how the system works. It's, it's not how the system works, certainly, but... It's a, it's a hard job. That's the point. So for negative four, we would roll six, take the lowest. Well, at this point, we, we've got our four dice that we're going to be adding to this roll. So basically... If you do a fall on assault, that would put you at zero dice. If you do an assassination, that would put you at four dice. Then I've got to, I mean, I've got to choose assassination. It just makes, I mean, thematically, it also just fits. I like assassination. <laughs> Thomas does not like assassination. Look, history doesn't care about assassinations. Do you, do you feel like my assessment has been fair? <sighs> Look, I will follow the will of the party, but let the record show that I believe revolution is way cooler. This this could still... Look, there's going to be a power vacuum after an assassination, so that's still going to require... You can get up and you make your rousing speeches and build your crowd in that moment. Also, this gives us a little bit of time to see how the people are reacting to the news and if they're embracing you. I guess I could use a downtime. I've got six stress at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Imagine if I just pass out halfway through killing the Earth King. Yeah. No, that's uh, too much stress. We need. We need. We need a breather. We need. We need that week of downtime and and reaction to see what the people what the people think. Okay. So we are going to have a downtime episode. It sounds like. All right. Fine. The last thing I said doesn't count. That was just an intrusive thought. You people happy? I am. Yeah, I would rather live, especially since we're nearing the end game and bringing in a new character now would be terrifying. We're all going to die eventually, Tonin. You might as well have fun. I will have more fun when I can live longer and I am the head of the church and I can, you know, do whatever I want. Well, I guess we're going to assassinate the Earth King. Man, this has been a weird episode, guys. Yeah, it has. Ups and downs, holy cow. I mean, I think that's enough for one episode, probably. <laughs> we're just, it's just an episode of us being like, wait, no, maybe, I don't know. Ah. Hope you enjoyed, everyone. <laughs> this truly is our clip show episode. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's let's stop it there. That's where we'll pick up next time, here in the world of Blaze and the Dao Fei. <sighs> yeah, another nice cliffhanger, getting ready to go assassinate the Earth King. Ooh. I mean, revolution is cool, but 
I just want to go on the record as saying that I also think assassination is cool. Valid. I just wanted, I wanted to go with a job that fit the system of blades in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to throw this out there. One of the options is explicitly assault. That fits a system within blades in the dark. It does. Maybe they envisioned a complete government overhaul when they wrote that down, but I imagine it, they thought of more like you know, breaking kneecaps. Mm-hmm. More Peaky Blinders <laughs> style. More Al Capone style. Not Al Capone. You know, this way, Tiguai's going to be very happy with you guys. Uh, Tiguai. True, and it, it may help us get Day back easier that way. And then Day can rip the spirit out of the boy. Bada bing, bada boom. See, it all works out. I think I think we have made the right decision after much hemming and hawing. Well, we're <laughs> going to see if it's the right decision next time. But for now, thanks everybody for listening to Imp Tab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a man who has his child back if you would go ahead and give us a review. Actually, I don't think we would be quite that happy. <laughs> we would be really happy, though. And yeah, give us a review on the podcast of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us there, maybe you would like to talk with me about hurting cats yeah may, i suppose it's, <laughs> it's been a time uh you know don't be afraid to reach out we can talk about trying to keep this story from going completely off the monorail uh now it's time to shout out our next batch of sticker club patrons Ooh. first person we're shouting out today is tyson lanzin yo tyson tyson is also a sketch artist for the news people and was there right on the scene, got that really good shot of Tonin and Siwei bowing to Wei Young. And you know, that one that one's going down in history. That's one of those like newspaper photos that people look back on and be like, yeah, this was the moment. Nice. It's like the, the kiss at Times Square after what was that? One of the wars. Day. <laughs> one of the wars. I don't know, there's been too many. You remember? <laughs> the war. <laughs> Next person we're shouting out is Sarah Martin. <gasps> The thing is, Sarah is like too sweet of a human being IRL to be involved in shenanigans <laughs> of this magnitude. So, you know, Sarah Sarah was just back at the base helping Kitchy keep things going smoothly with the store. I was going to say that maybe Sarah was the one that Kitchy was at. Uh, uh, why do I always forget the name of this game? What is pie wrong show. with my brand? Pie, pie show. Pie show. <laughs> that Kitchy's bragging to at the next pie show game that she was right. Yes. <laughs> and then the last person we're shouting out is Tim Rust. Hey, Tim. Tim Rust is one of the reporters who wants to paint Young in a good light. Hey. Good. That's my guy right there. One of us. Thank you, Mr. Rust. Yes. He's maybe a little bit disappointed that you're not going to try and start a revolution because that would have been a bigger story for him. Right. But less effective for the masked spirits. History book would love that. <laughs> well, everybody, that's all of the Sticker Club patrons we've got to shout out this week. We'll have more next week. And if you, dear listener, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biennial sticker packs, and more, such as the obligatory talkback, where Thomas is going to have a lot to say about the direction <laughs> of this campaign, I would imagine. I got nothing for you people. Yeah, nothing that hasn't already been said. It's been uh, pretty clear how you feel about the situation. Jeez. 
Now let's do a round of plugs. As always, we've got our fate campaigns. We've got 15 of those. They are short one month little bite sized campaigns, completely improvised. And uh, they they actually feel like being at an improv show in a very good way, I feel like. <laughs> I will fully admit that there are lots of improv shows that don't feel good to be at, but these ones do feel good to be at. <laughs> yeah, so I would recommend uh, checking those out. They're lots of fun. We've also got ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things, our previous Avatar-themed campaign that did not end in a revolution, but ended in a similarly historical sort of event. We've also got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, a D&D 5e actual play going through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. And that one, that one actually, they are doing a major assault against a large political power. Uh, but that's more in line with D&D 5e. So if you are dissatisfied by the fact that we're not trying to pull a revolution in Boston, say, if you want to see somebody insult a heavily fortified area that's run by an evil maniacal power, go check out uh, iCast Fireball. And the last thing we've got to shout out is our affiliation with FanRollDice.com. People are still using that code, which Woo! is kind of surprising to me, but very heartening. Yeah. Hot dog. So if you want some cool <laughs> dice, FanRoll, they do have some cool dice. Uh, like I've mentioned before, my favorite are the Elixir D20s. They have swirling glitter inside of them when you roll them. They're lots of fun. You can use coupon code VroomVroomFifi to get 10% off your order, and a little kickback of that comes back to us, which is pretty nice. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan as Huwei Young. Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Okay, Thomas, holding a baby story. So when my daughter was born, right, um, they had her in the little, like, bassinet thing that they have, right? Mm -hmm. I was looking at her, and she was, you know, adorable. But I don't know if I was just really tired or if I was, like, totally inept when it came to babies, I didn't know how to pick her up. Like, I didn't know how to hold the baby without destroying it. Because, you know, baby's necks are real floppy. Um, so I, I asked the nurse, I was like, how do I hold this baby? And she looked at me like I was an idiot. Um, but, but she showed me. She was very kind. I don't remember the nurse's name, but she really helped me out. Uh, and she taught me how to hold the baby. So I, Aww. yeah, at, at one point in my life, I didn't know how to pick up my kid. You're like, what do I do? But yeah, it was very stressful, but... Yeah, uh, holding I'm, baby is stressful, all right? I'm sure nurses see dads freaking out all the time, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, delivery nurses have to be used to dads just like, there's a baby now, I, I don't... <laughs> well, she's still around today. She's still alive. And we're very grateful for it. Yeah. You did a good job.